0: Yo, yo, get those pipes set right and those joints on point. You know what time it is.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Green Hello. I'd like to tell you just where I'm from. In the hills where the trees grow wild with weed too.
0: Alright, welcome everyone. It's your boy Buddha Brad, the lyrical analyst inspired by cannabis and you're tuned into earbuds. I think you guys are going to have fun with this week's episode because instead of talking about traditional old school artists, I'm actually going to talk about a new school one. But before we jump into it, I'm going to need you guys to do me a favor. If you haven't heard the song Better Days by Reason, please pause the show, go down to the description and follow the link. Don't worry guys, I'll hold up the class for you. All right, welcome back. And just in time, too, we're about to partake in one of the holiest of holiest traditions we have here on Earbuds. So can you guys please do me a favor and join me for this chronic Break. <sighs> Let's set it off. Yeah, yeah.
1: T H E O. Some soul shit. Like that. Yeah. Look, a lot of niggas pray for whips while hoping to get their cheddar raised. <laughs> I'm just praying for better days. They hit the block with Glocks and Leprechaun spray. Damn. I'm just praying for better days. My older cousin been dabbling in cocaine
0: sniffing. Okay, this week we're doing Better Days by Reason. Now this song is actually the first song that I've ever heard from Reason. And my God, what a fucking introduction. If I could take my favorite song and break it down into a mathematical equation, the formula would be rhymes plus flow plus meaning equals one fantastic song. And trust me. This song would get an A+. So you might be asking yourself, who is Reason? Well, Reason, also known as Robert Lee Gill Jr., is an artist signed to Top Dog Entertainment. Other artists on Top Dog Entertainment include Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q. So you can tell this is already a competitive label. Now Reason dropped his first mixtape in the meantime on January 1st, 2015, Now, fast forward three years, and he was invited by Top Dog Entertainment to be featured on a very, very popular project. That project was the Black Panther album. Reason does the last verse for the song called Seasons, and he fucking kills it. Let's take a listen.
1: Season change. You know we off the stove with it, we stove with it, niggas know we gon' get it. Season challenge. Dodging cops, fuck around and get locked, you ain't never coming home with it. Look my nigga, I came from the sword, don't shit on my past, you ain't come from a manure. You see reason in UCLA, but bitch I ain't come from no growing. Just know all my niggas we struggle for it, have to hustle for it, cry puddles for it. My pops watch your sister get locked for it. I don't see my niggas getting knocked for it. Like give
0: me that. So six months after that successful project, he was signed to Top Dog Entertainment. Now, Reason's initial meeting with Top Dog Entertainment was fucking nerve-wracking. I mean, it wasn't like any of the other meetings he had with record labels at that time. Other record labels really just wanted to talk about YouTube hits and social media presence. They were only listening to like maybe six minutes of his music. But when he met Top Dog Entertainment, it didn't go like that at all. So Reason's manager, Musa, actually set up the meeting with Top Dog's owner, Anthony, Top Dog to Fifth. So put yourself in Reason's shoes for a second. You're in a room with your manager playing all your music. You're playing your best shit, your hardest shit, your new shit, your old shit for the owner of Top Dog Entertainment. And while you're playing it, dude is not bumping his head once. Like He's not bobbing it. He's not vibing with it. So you're looking at him and you're like, man, I'm fucking pouring my heart out in front of you. I'm playing you all my shit and you don't even look like you're enjoying any of it. Reason left that meeting feeling like, yo man, we fucked up. Like, we blew our chance. Dude clearly doesn't want to work with us. But, spoiler alert, obviously that didn't happen. On August 8th, it was announced that Reason was officially signed to Top Dog Entertainment. There's a lot of reasons why I like this song, but the passion behind it is definitely a major factor. This song, to me, is like a diary entry. Reason's writing in his journal, and he's telling a story about him and his cousin. His cousin was his best friend. I mean, on weekends they used to play video games together. He grew up eating Captain Crunch with this kid. And now, he barely recognizes him. Reason wasn't only trying to make a better life for himself, but he was also trying to make one for his family. I mean, when you're from the ghetto, it's so easy to get caught up in that foul shit like being a jack boy, being a drug dealer, getting caught up in killings. But Reason didn't want to do any of that. He was trying to find a legitimate way. And at the same time, while he's trying to find his legitimate way, he hopes that he can make it so he can offer an out to his cousin. This song is a chronicle about a tough time during his cousin's life. Like his cousin was addicted to drugs. He was a gangbanger and he actually got stabbed. He died on the fucking operating table, but somehow the doctors were able to bring him back to life. And then shortly after he went into a coma. All right, so let's get into some punchlines. And trust me, Give these fuckers six feet of space and wear your mask. Cause these punchlines are sick. The first punchline I want to discuss compares the microphone to Michael Jordan. Cause drugs got that N-word, living with a foggy vision. And I'm trying to make a living with mics like Scottie Pippen. Let's take a listen.
1: Well, Pray for a safety, but hardly miss him. Shame that when I make it, we can't be Bacardi sipping. Cause the drugs got that nigga living with a foggy vision. And I'm trying to make a living with mics like Scottie Pippen.
0: Ah <laughs> oh, man, first punchline right off the bat. I told you it was sick. So now why do I like this punchline? Well, I like it because it works multiple ways. He's saying that I don't want to live my life like a gangbanger. I don't want to do the same things my cousin is. I'm trying to make a living from this microphone. This is what's going to be my career path. He's saying that this microphone is going to be Michael Jordan and I'm going to be Scottie Pippen because I'm going to make my living with it. Me and this thing are going to work together to get me out of the situation. Now that's one way to interpret it. The other way to interpret it is that he's saying that him and this mic are this dynamic duo. So now everyone knows how great Michael Jordan is but the argument can be made that Michael Jordan wouldn't be who he is If it wasn't for Scottie Pippen. Like Scottie Pippen was his right hand man. He was the Robin to his Batman. They were a dynamic duo. Reason is saying that me and this mic, this microphone and I are going to be a fucking dynamic duo. We are going to be a force to be reckoned with just like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Now, in the second punchline, Reason talks about how hard it is to sometimes move forward when you're trying to do better for yourself, when you're trying to do the right thing in life. So the line goes, Progression seems tight, but like gears on a bike. When you switch up, that's when it's hardest to move. Let's take a listen.
1: Praying my crew don't become a party of two. Progression seems tight, but like gears on a bike, boy. When you switch up, that's when it's hardest to move.
0: What Reason is saying here is that When anyone tries to switch up what they're doing, if they're trying to pursue a passion, if they're trying to work on themselves, if they're trying to do something to better themselves, sometimes progress seems very slow and that sometimes you may not get the rewards that you want right away. And you think, you know what? Is it easier if I just take another path in life? Like for him, is it better if I just join a gang? Is it better if I start being a drug dealer? I mean, I might make money faster. But often, doing something the right way takes longer because it's the harder way. Like when you switch up gears on a bike, when you're going uphill, it gets harder because it's harder work. So the third punchline describes a moment when Reason finds out that his cousin got stabbed and is being operated on. Unfortunately, when Reason hears the news, he's not surprised. He knew the lifestyle his cousin was living and knew it was just a matter of time until this happened. And the punchline goes, cause he would often have a couple bangers on him and karma like movie trailers, it's always coming soon. Let's take a listen. Now imagine, you guys are in a movie theater. You sat down, you got your popcorn, you're about to watch the feature presentation. But what happens before that? You see all these trailers, And then later on, when you see one of the movies that you saw in the trailer be released, you're not surprised because you saw it coming. Reason is saying that karma, you know, what goes around comes around, essentially is a movie trailer. Like you should see it coming and you shouldn't be surprised when it happens. Living in this outlaw lifestyle really just means that it's a countdown until the repercussions of your actions, all those people you've stolen from, all those people you've murdered, all those people you've shot at, It's just a matter of time until it comes back at you. And that's why karma is like a movie trailer. It's always coming soon. Now the final punchline is probably the one that gives me the most fucking goosebumps because there's so much passion behind it. It's the Will Smith punchline. The punchline goes like this. I don't need no Lamborghinis or wheel stunting. All I spit is real, the fans gonna feel from it. I will make it, you will know me, you will love it. So much will in these raps, you think Uncle Phil loves it. Man, even me reading it just fucking gets me going. But honestly man, I'm not gonna do it justice. So let's just let reason take it.
1: Beginnings and will start. All I spit is real, the fans gon' feel from it. I will make it, you will know me, you will love it. So much will in these raps you think I go feel of it. Competition lack in
0: every verse I kill something. Damn uh, I don't know about you guys, but that fucking shit hits me at a different level, son. So what's this punchline about? Well, it has to do with Will Smith's character Will in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And if you don't know what Fresh Prince of Bel Air is, I don't know what to tell you. But if you really want to know, I'll let Will take care of it.
1: In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel
0: Air. So if you've seen the show, you know Will Smith's character Will is just loved so much by James Avery's character Uncle Phil. Like throughout the seasons, they grow really, really close together. And instead of seeing him as a nephew, he pretty much sees him as a son. So what does this have to do with the verse? What, what Reason is saying is that my willpower, my drive, my will is so strong that if it was a person, James Avery's character would just have to fucking love it. Like it was his nephew. That's how strong my ambition is. My will is so strong that Uncle Phil loves it. Alright guys, to wrap it up, I'm going to talk about some interesting tidbits that I found in the song. So the first one is in reference to him going to Atlanta. So he says he goes down to Atlanta to visit his cousin in hopes of making some money. And then he wakes up, his chain's missing.
1: My older cousin been dabbling in cocaine sniffing love him to death for feeling like I can't hang with him went to Atlanta to hopefully get some change with him woke up the next morning the nigga chain missing no well pray for a safety but holly miss him
0: reason has confessed in an interview that he knows his cousin stole his chain his cousin was a drug addict and a gang banger so he wasn't surprised in Atlanta he lost time money and his chain but the thing that really fucks with him is that he lost his trust in his cousin Think about the oldest friend that you have. Think about your sibling. Think about your best friend. Think about someone that's really fucking close to you. And you go to their house. You're hanging out. And they fucking rob you. I don't know about you guys. But I'd be upset enough to fucking write a song about it. So the next tidbit has to do with reasons thoughts when it comes to Drake. And the verse goes like this. Because N-word's clown Drake for being so sentimental. Least he the same N-word over every instrumental. N word spitting raps, about pointin gats out tinted windows, knowing they ain't never owned a pistol.
1: This hardest to move. Cause niggas clown Drake for being so sentimental. They see the same nigga over every instrumental, nigga raps about pointing gats out tinted windows. knowing they ain't never owned a pistol.
0: A lot of niggas pray for.: So this punchline is kind of a shout out to Drake. It's showing him respect, because he's saying that in an industry where all these artists are pretending to be something that they're not, they're trying to be gangsters. Drake's being him right he's coming out with soft songs songs that are stereotypically quote-unquote for women but he doesn't care and that's why he's featured on every fucking single song and that's why he's the best rapper out right now right he's the biggest artist and what Reason is saying is that I respect this man for this right he got so big by just being himself all right guys the last thing I want to talk about is the transition in sound in the instrumental It goes from what we've been hearing the entire time to the G-Funk sound. G-Funk or gangster funk is a subgenre in hip-hop and it's that iconic West Coast sound. That sound is inspired by 1970s funk artists like Parliament Funkadelic. So let's listen to the inspiration. Now like any subgenre and genre of music, there's a lot of argument on who the father of G-Funk is. A lot of people say it's Dr. Dre because he's notoriously associated with the sound. So now let's see some of Dr. Dre's work
1: and that's than real deal humbly feel and that you hook us in holes, know how i feel well if it's good enough to get broke up a proper chunk i take a small piece of some of that funky stuff it's like this and like that and like this and up it's like that and like this and like that and up it's like this and like that and like this and
0: up drake creep to the mic like a fan in the song better days the transition happens during my favorite punchline the will smith one let's give it a listen I've been so and hey, I ain't livin'
1: but love him and never change on him Prayin' he make it so I can create a way for him But if he don't I be prayin' on heaven gates for him uh, Gotta go harder nigga, I don't need Lemon and Will Stutton. All I spit is real, the fans gon' feel from it. I will make it, you will know me, you will love it. So much will in these raps, you think I gon' feel love it. Competition lacking every verse, I kill something. Music like Old Pimples, nigga, is still bumpin'. We focused on getting bread My niggas, is meal hunting. But still giving that real, these niggas can feel from it. A lot of niggas be prayin' for whips, and they get they cheddar raised I'm just praying for better days. They hit the block with clocks and Lefaretta spray. <laughs> I'm just praying for better days. My older cousin been dabbling in cocaine sniffing. I'm just praying for better days. Feeling bad that a nigga can't hang with him. I'm just praying for better days. Praying for better days. I'm just praying for better days. Praying for better days. For better days. Still some soul shit.
0: And with that, we have reached the end of this week's episode. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening, for giving me your feedback, and just giving me all the support that you guys have been giving me. I truly appreciate all of it, and I'm going to try implementing as much as I can. If you guys want to reach out to me, if you guys want to give me any recommendations of songs that you guys like, I actually have an email address set up. Feel free to reach me at ear.bdz1 at gmail.com ear.bdz1 at gmail.com Also, if you guys can do me a favor, if you guys could recommend this to a friend, if you guys can follow me on Spotify, if you guys can share this, I would greatly appreciate it. Anyways, guys, for next week's show, I'm going to discuss one of the staples in East Coast Hip Hop. I'm going to talk about Mr. Fleek, Mr. Killacam, Cameron himself. And the song we're going to do is Oh Boy. Alright guys, that's it for this week. Thanks again, and I'll catch up with you guys next week here on Earbuds. It's your boy Buddha Brad, the lyrical analyst inspired by cannabis. Peace.
1: Just blaze. Oh baby. Oh baby. Uh, the girls see the. Look at his kicks. Look at his car. All I say is. Look mommy, I'm no good. I'm so hood. Clap at your soul. It's good. That this over, killer. I'm not your companion or your man standing. Don't hit me when you want to get ramped in. I'll be scrambling That's right. with lots of mobsters, shot for lobsters, cops and robbers. Listen, every block is blocker. But she liked the way I diddy bop, You peep that. Made one more, kicks plus Chanel ski hat. She want